hey, have you been pushing back that dream of yours, the one you want to accomplish? And I know we just turned the year. If you're watching or listening to the podcast right now, it's just a few days before the new year. And some of you probably promise yourself that this is going to be a goal this time. But what I find most of the time, what stops female entrepreneur to really go online is the fear of sharing too much about themselves or the fear of not being enough to show up. So welcome to the episode number six of the real story behind her business, where today we're going to really deep dive into um, a storyteller story. Wow, that doesn't make sense. But I'm going to introduce you to a guest that is an amazing storyteller. And the goal of the show today is to really inspire you to make the first step. Most of the time, our stories are what's going to make the difference in our lives. This is how people are going to buy from you. So I'm going to share a little story before we introduce you to my guest. We don't see her yet right now in the video. You're going to hear her voice very soon. She has a very nice voice. Um, when I first moved to Canada, I was, you know, nobody knew me. So wherever I was going, I had to introduce myself and then people would pick up on my accent. Where are you from? And I would say, well, I'm from Paris. And then I'm a student here and a little bit of my story. And then we were meeting new people, friends of those people and say, oh, that's a girl from Paris. You had to share a little bit of my story so that people could remember who I was because I was a complete new immigrant there. Nobody knew me. I didn't even know where I was. Not quite exactly, but almost. So sharing those few stories, even if it's a, a few seconds of your stories, can make a big difference. And actually, one of our previous guests in the show told us, she's a six-figure on her way to seven-figure female entrepreneur. She said each time she doesn't share a story when she's in a sales call, she doesn't sell. So are you ready to sell your story, your personal story, in a way that feels good to you, and that makes an impact on someone who needs you, who needs your programs, who needs your products, who needs your help. So let's dive in. My friend is waiting for me here. Where are you? I'm going to show you. Boom. Hello, Patty. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank and you. poor Patty, we had, uh, so I had a lit, like, we just started a few. It's going to be almost a month and a half. So I have a kind of a willing list of people and then everybody has their spot. But today our guest couldn't make it at the last minute. And I'm like, who can, can I ask like last minute to share their story? And I knew I could ask my friend who is an amazing female entrepreneur to jump. And she said, yes. So thank you, Paddy, for being like two hours ago. I asked you and you said, yes. So this is actually what it takes to share your story is to say yes. I'm gonna do it. So, Patty, welcome. Before we Thank deep you. dive in the big, in the in the the interview, I want you to tell us who you are, where you are. Sure. All right. Well, my name is Patty, and I live in Fredericton, New Brunswick. I'm actually an Ontario girl. I grew up in small town, rural Southern Ontario. I lived for 20 years in Toronto. Uh, all of my children were born there, and when I say all, I mean five. Um, and then five years ago, I migrated us east. We ended up here in the most fabulous and gorgeous house I could dream of. I absolutely love living here. And since moving, I have met some amazing people that I got to tell my story to. And you're one of them, Anjali. It's pretty cool. <laughs> 
cannot hear you anymore. I don't know what happened. I'm back here. I'm back. Oh, here. There right. you are. Yeah. I was sharing the thing because I want everybody to hear your story. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Patty and I, we met kind of in a business relation at first. And uh, she sold me a thing with her story. No kidding. Like, she has five kids. And what she sells, she, she sells a lot of it through how she uses that product with her kids. And she got me. She got me because the stories were amazing. So this is why you're the perfect guest because you have so many stories. So um, first, let's go back to when you first like was born on that planet. Tell us a little bit about your childhood and where did it start? Yeah, well, you know what? It almost sounds like it's part of a Hallmark movie. Like, what I learned as a child exactly prepared me for the life I'm now living. So my dad was a farmer and my mom was a housewife until I was a teenager. Um, and then she started her own business as a, as a hairdresser. And my dad started a new business too, um, doing heating and cooling and things like that. But what really, I think, cemented the trajectory of my life is that my parents were very health conscious. Um, you know, we only saw doctors when it was really deemed necessary. My parents really took an attitude that we are responsible for our long-term health outcomes. And I am so lucky to have grown up eating, you know, pasture-raised beef from my dad's farm that was completely free of hormones and antibiotics and anything else. Uh, my parents tended a huge garden. You know, we had fruit trees. Like, our food was meant to be our medicine. And I'm, like, I'm so lucky, so grateful that I grew up with parents who were so conscientious about raising me to be physically healthy. And so when I moved out when I was 18 and I went to Toronto, right, big change, tiny, small town, farm girl goes to the big city. Um, but I took those values with me. And I really believed that I had what it took to take care of my own health. And I always approached food that way, even when I was living on a shoestring budget, and I had like, $40 a week for groceries back in the 90s when I was in university, right? But I was still trying to eat as healthy as I possibly could. I, I never got into a lot of the, you know, the kind of self-destruction that a lot of young people get into because I was always conscientious about my health. I'm super grateful that my parents um, really made that a strong value, a strong standard for me growing up. So, so now, that I own a business completely focused on natural wellness habits, empowering people to make long-term health choices for their long-term uh, benefit, right? Profound health changes can happen when we make adjustments to our habits. And so that's what I teach people. And it, it really comes out of how I was raised and the lifestyle that I created for myself and my children. Wow, nice tributes to your parents. I hope they're watching for your mom. Ooh, proud mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Patty, tell us now, uh, who is your audience? Like you say, you have a health-based business. So who are you helping? Yeah, that's a great question. So I have been selling doTERRA essential oils for getting pretty close to 10 years. And when I started, I was right in that, like the 
thick of motherhood, right? I was having babies. I was in my my mid thirties, and um, like that was my whole life: my babies, my fertility, my my mothering, right? All of that. And so that at the time was also my audience. It was moms of young children, right? So helping them to feel empowered in the care of their children instead of feeling like, I don't know what to do. Only a doctor knows how to take care of my child's health. It was really teaching them, you know what, you can give your child the foundations of health right from the minute they're born, right? Right from as soon as you find out that you're pregnant. So that was really cool to be empowering in that way. So now in my mid forties, my because I've changed, I think my audience has changed a little bit. And so now, you know, my message is really focused around, I want to say women's health, but I actually do work with a lot of men as well. And it's really around establishing core health habits that you can do today and a year from now and 10 years from now and 40 years from now, that your health is always in your hands in exactly the same way. So my approach is a little different now that I'm not, you know, completely focused on fertility <laughs> and maybe having babies. Um, but yeah, so that, that would be my audience. And so it's not even limited like to women in their forties, which would be my specific demographic, right? Because these kind of health habits are really for, for, for everybody, every age, every circumstance, family, kids, not kids, single, older, younger, it's really for everybody. Okay, so bring us back to who you were before your business, because the, the goal of this show is to really bring, like, like we understand how important it is for you to really uh, build a community of health and wellness around you and help people to go through this, but bring us back to before the business, who were you and uh, what was the most burning desire you had at the time? Okay, such a great question. And I'm just going to be like super raw and vulnerable and honest. So there's actually <laughs> two parts to that answer. So the one part is my third child had some health issues as, as an infant, an infant and a, and a small child. And I, you know, I lived in Toronto, right? I had access to some of the top doctors, pediatricians, dermatologists, allergists, right? I had access to all these people and no one could help me with what was going on with my baby. And it's not that she was sick enough to be hospitalized, but her quality of life and subsequently my quality of life was really low. So I was feeling super discouraged with our, with our healthcare system. I was feeling totally invalidated, like doctors not taking my concerns seriously enough to actually look for a solution. They just wanted to throw drugs at my baby. And that was not an answer for me. I'm like, no, we need to solve this. She's not dying. I don't just want to relieve her symptoms. I want to make her healthy. And I was getting zero support for, for that whatsoever. So I was feeling really hopeless um, because I felt like I was doing the right things in terms of like diet and environment and keeping toxins out of my home. Like I was on that path. But when I had a health issue that needed resolved, I couldn't get any any actual help to make that issue better, but I also couldn't even get the validation of it being taken seriously as a legitimate concern, right? How old were your kid your kiddos at the time? Bring us Yeah, yeah. kids were like four and two and brand new. 
and it was my my third child. So I was I was really desperate for a different way of looking at health. So even though I had this background of, you know, supporting my own health and making a lot of taking a lot of pride and effort in in keeping my family in good health, this issue that my child was born with, I couldn't get any support for from the medical professionals. So so I came to this business from a place of hopelessness. I was looking for anything that would work for my child that wasn't as ridiculous as a doctor telling me to give her a bath in bleach. Like, can you imagine? Like, the person would say that. I just, it blows so there was that. Um, and then you know, finding essential oils and all of the wellness practices that come with that and eliminating some other toxic pro products from our home and, um, you know, really, really approaching health from the inside out, which was what I was lacking from the medical system at that time. That was just a total game changer for me. And so as soon as that started to happen and I see, started to see like immediate results in my, in my child, um, and then for me, and for my other children as well, um, I, I couldn't stop talking about it. Like every person I would talk to, I was like, do you know about essential oils? Because how did I get this far into motherhood and not have these? Why have people been holding out on me? Like I was so passionate. I was giving them to every person I met. And before I knew it, people were buying them. And I thought, oh my God, like I need to get strategic here. <laughs> people are buying this product. I need to figure out what this business is all about. So, so the in the one hand, like the the one place I was at was a hopelessness looking for some something that would help my child, right? And then finding it and just having such gratitude and passion that I needed to share it with everybody that I knew. So that was sort of the first place I was at. And then the second part, because they were simultaneous, was that um I was pretty unhappy in in the situation I was in. I loved being a mom, but the relationship was really sour. And I had been an elementary school teacher in Toronto before I had kids. Um, my partner then and I had agreed that I would not continue working. I would stay home with our babies. And that was a great choice for our family. But it also left me financially vulnerable, right? I, I needed, I couldn't be on my own, especially with such young children, unless I had a source of income. And so when doTERRA came into my life, not only did it solve this problem, this, this um, hopelessness that I felt about my child's health, it also provided me with instantly an opportunity to make an income that I could grow to the point that I could be financially independent and that I could do while still staying at home with my kids. And that was just like unbelievable. What, whatever was out there looking out for me, that when doTERRA came into my life, it answered both of those two huge problems and has continued to do so for the last 10 years. Yeah, I love how most of the time for women, we build a business out of a gap or a lack of something. It's either like, nor around health, around relationship, or around um, financials, right? And then we make it we make it grow from from nothing, basically, <laughs> and then we we make it happen. So, so now you're there. Um, can you um, remember kind of what was the, the biggest struggle at the time to make your business happen? Hmm. Wow. Well. Okay, when I got started with doTERRA, essential oils were sort of just becoming a little bit mainstream, right? And people were very open. So I didn't 
feel a struggle in terms of growing my business. I was motivated, man. I wanted to get out of there. <laughs> but where I did struggle was that balance of wanting to be the kind of mom that I had set out to be, who was always with her children, um, and, and the added struggle of not having a partner who was an equal partner in all of that. So I was balancing learning how to be a businesswoman, literally running the business, raising my children and looking after the family because it was all on my shoulders 100% of the time. So that so was how, definitely a challenge. <laughs> yeah, and how did that feel? Do you remember how did that felt? No, sorry. Yeah, it was exhausting. It was physically and emotionally exhausting. But I will say that because... I was so motivated. I was so energized by, by the product, by the fact that I was bringing wellness and hope to people who had the same kind of despair that I had had when my child was ill. Um, I was so motivated to continue. Plus, like I needed to be financially independent. I needed to have my own income. I had been on my own since I was 18. And here all of a sudden I was in my mid-30s with no source of income. It was I was so vulnerable. And so starting to make just a little bit of money, right? $10 and then $40 and then $100. And then like, I remember the first time I had a $400 paycheck and I was like, I'm doing this, right? Like it was so exciting to, to build back that, that uh, being empowered, like being financially secure is so important i will do whatever it takes to never have that level of financial vulnerability again and that's a really important thing that i'm teaching my children as well so when was that moment when you had that epiphany where you felt so this is it this is the path you know like we when we try stuff we try we put our, all our energy but you know there is a moment where it feels like this is it can you yeah. bring us back that day or were you in the living room? Were you walking? Where were you? So I was committed. I was doing it, but I was really like, I had an ear to the ground in the company, right? Like I was really listening to other people's challenges and struggles. And, you know, in any multi-level marketing direct sales company, you've got people who are like, Uh, like a rocket, right? Like it's like they just shoot to the top. And then there's others who have a slower trajectory and there's no right or wrong way to do it. But I was really listening to the voices of the people that who went ahead of me. And so for me, I, I, I was looking at all the different ways, right? That you make money with the company, right? There's different bonuses and so on. And I remember the first time I got a $2,000 bonus. And I thought then, okay, this is the money that changes people's lives. And it's not like $2,000 a month is enough to live on as a family, but $2,000 a month feels like real money, in my opinion, right? $500 is like, nah, it goes to groceries, you put gas in your car, you barely notice it was in your bank account, right? But a $2,000 bonus in one month was the absolute game changer for me. The very first time I got that bonus, I knew I would never miss it again. I would do whatever it took to keep that bonus because that was going to get me my independence. I love that you talk about money in a way that it's like good energy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's something part of the story that um, 
might be a block for a lot of people is to talk about money. And I know you and I, we, we are walking partner and we talk a lot about money. So it's, it's like natural. It's part of our life. But um, so let's talk about money here. And could you um, help maybe someone that is on the fence um, about what type of relationship as a female entrepreneur who is starting and some of us, uh, we always have doubts and the inner voice and when you need to keep going, what is your relationship with money? Like, do you see, how did you work on that aspect of things, Patty? Okay, so again, maybe my background gives me um, a tiny advantage in that regard. So I had my first job when I was 13 years old, and so I always had my own money. So I, and I, I worked all the way through university. I paid my own way. I didn't get any gifts of money or loans in order to finance my university education. I had a job i became a teacher which is not a bad job in ontario right like so i i had the experience of having always had my own money and then when i had the experience of not having any money because i gave up my career to be home with my babies as much as that mattered to me and i have zero regrets not having my own money was hard so so for me, it wasn't a block to start earning money. It was part of my, who I was. It was in my nature to earn money. It felt like the right thing, work, earn money. And then as I learned more about how um, the network marketing industry works and how to build residual income, which literally means you do the work and then you continue to earn money later. And there's many ways of, of earning residual income. You can Google it and you'll get tons of gurus to teach you their ways of earning residual income. But as I learned about that, I got really serious about it because I knew that not only did I need financial freedom, but if I was gonna be the single mom of five kids, I needed time freedom. I could not go to a job from eight to five every day because I had kids and there was no other partner. There was no one. I didn't have family to take care of them. I didn't have anyone. There was me alone and my kids. And so my, my income had to not only pay the bills, but also provide me with enough time to take care of my own children. So, so for me, it wasn't so much a money block as it was clearing my head of the idea that I could be a successful woman and a good mom at the same time. Because I think there's still a lot in our culture that makes it hard for women to, to do those successfully at the same time. Right. We've kind of adopted the idea that you can have it all, but not all at the same time. Right. You can be a career woman, but you have to do it after your kids or before your kids. Right. And, and that wasn't going to be an option for me. It, yeah. They both had to happen at the same time. Yeah. So what concrete action, you know, when you were clear on your path with building that business, what was the concrete action that you took? Uh, like the very first one that you said, this is what I'm going to do. Like. Can you bring us that uh, to, to that sure. day or that action? Yeah, and this may be helpful for for other female entrepreneurs. Whether you know you have a coaching business or you sell a product that you make or you're selling someone else's product, like I do. So one of the first things I did was I actually took a course in sales because I had been an elementary school teacher. What did I know about sales? I knew nothing, right? So that was one of the first things I did, and. That was a really smart thing to do. The next thing I did was take a course on leadership because when you are managing a group of people, because in network marketing, 
I'm no one's boss, right? People don't work for me, but but I'm still seen as a leader because I have an organization of people, some of whom are also building a business and some of whom are my customers who I have the privilege of supporting with information and education and you know tips and tricks and all the stuff, right? That, that's what my business content looks like. Um, but then the third thing I did, and this is critical, and I would really advise any woman to do that. So I did the sales course, I did a leadership course, and I learned how to manage my finances. And I, that was critical. Like I read so many books about how to, how to manage your money, like your household income. And, um, and I think that that's so important. Like, you know, in the olden days, right? Like in my parents' generation even, right? It was like the man earned the money and every Friday he gave the wife some money for groceries or whatever, right? Like it, we can't live like that. We need to know where the money goes and how much things cost and how to negotiate a better insurance rate and how to negotiate a better mortgage rate, like all of those things. So I studied that because I, you know, I manage my business, but I also manage a household, a family. And so there's business income and business budget. And then there's also household income and household budget. And you have to have a handle on that or you will drown. The financial aspect of it will scare you if you don't just grab it around the neck and embrace it and learn it. And, and there's also this weird thing in our culture about like women and math. Like where did that start, right? That's ridiculous. Like just learn it. There is, it is so powerful to know about your money and love it and look at it. And even on the times when I'm like, I seem to be spending more money than I'm earning this month, right? That's empowering to know that because guess what I'm going to do next month? I'm going to make more money, right? And amazing to have a business where I can do that, where I'm not locked into a salary that someone else has decided this is what you're worth. And maybe in three or four years, we'll decide if you're worth 2% more. No way. No, this is completely on me. And it is the most powerful and positive thing. I love it. Oh, thank you, buddy, for sharing. You're so inspiring. So, okay. <laughs> tell me, tell me about maybe the one false belief that, you know, in your life that you thought was true, that was proven completely wrong. Mm -hmm. Because you're talking, you're covering a large piece of your life here with all I of am. So, I am. Well, yeah. Yeah, the last 10 years have, yeah. I, I could not have known 10 years ago you know, just before doTERRA came into my life, how, how it was going to completely change everything. Right. So, um, sorry, what was the specific question? What was, again? That, what was the, the false belief that was proven wrong to you that, you know, you discovered that this, this is not true. Yeah. Okay. So I think it, it really has to do around with being a mom. So, People who who really know me inside my my inside my little wall of vulnerability know that that being a mom means more to me than anything else. My kids are just my whole life, and that's that's just how it is. I I want to have them in my life as my friends as they become adults, and you don't do that when your kids turn twenty five. You have to nurture that right from the beginning. So. Uh, the false belief I had was that um, that if I was away from my kids, I was not a good mom. That 
that I couldn't take time away from my kids to run my business. And it has been an enormous relief to discover that my children are not that fragile. <laughs> that my children will not die if I go away, even overnight. <laughs> So that was that was big and and I think part of that stemmed from not having um a parenting partner who attempted to be a parent and so it was always all on me and it it really seemed like things did fall apart if I was gone for even an hour right like and that's what I was told right that I can't take this time away because everything will fall apart so getting that old voice out of my head and then gradually and gently discovering that wow the kids are still alive and I was gone for six hours to teach classes and meet with clients. And what do you know? I made money and my kids are fine. Like that, that was a really important lesson to learn. I love it. So, okay, we're going to wrap up because I know your time is precious, but um, um, uh, so now, you know, you've been setting up that life, that new life in the last 10 years. So what is the biggest payoff of doing all of this? Do you find like, um, what was the first big payoff for you? Hmm. Well, I, I'm going to have to say actually again that there's two things. So one was, you know, the feeling of independence and success, right? That I can do this. I can help people with their health, make a meaningful difference, earn an income, raise my children, buy a fabulous house. Like there was that aspect of it. But then the second thing is I get to help other women do this. I get to show other women through literally the success that I've created that they can do this too. I mean, I had no sales experience. I jumped into this when I had very young children. And, you know, here I am. And doTERRA pays all my bills. And I don't have to be away from my kids. Like, it, I love showing other women what is possible. That is a huge payoff. And especially, um, you know, being the solo parent of, of children and seeing other women who would like to be on their own and feel like, oh, but how can I survive it financially, right? Can I make it? And it's like, well, hey, maybe you already have a source of income, but wouldn't this make a great second source of income, right? Like, why not? Why not go for it? Right? It takes not a big investment of cash and you get to work with some fabulous people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and other awesome women on my team that I'm so lucky to get to work with. Right. It's pretty special. So, yeah, that that being able to show other women that, like, if I can do it, you can do it, too, I think is really important. Love it. OK, Betty, is there anything else? you wish you i would have had asked you hmm. that you want to share with us um i can't think of anything except i would say this because i just can't not because i'm so passionate about it like so just a minute ago when we were talking right i could feel you know my brain kind of starting to get fuzzy and so i just grabbed some essential oils and put a drop on my hand and breathed it in right you probably saw me do that and wondering what the heck i was doing but i i would say that like for me in this business, it's it's that it's 100% a lifestyle for me. It's such an authentic choice for me. And yet, I, and I work with people 
who are brand new to the idea of natural wellness. But once you get turned on to it and the passion grows, like you can do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think in any industry, once, you know, someone introduces it to you and you're like, yeah, I could be interested in that. And you learn about it. Like, run with it. Be passionate about it. You don't have to know anything specific to have an interest, right? Like you just, you learn it as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So if people have questions for you, uh, I put at the bottom of the screen here, it says joyhealthfreedom.com. Free gift. You have a gift as well. Yes. So yep. tell us why did you pick Joy Health Freedom? Oh, that's like the, the ultimate question. So as I was uh, naming my business, I just started to think about what my values were. And I realized how important it was for me to run every decision through the meter of, does it bring me joy? Does it support or improve my health? And does it increase my freedom? And, and those are my decisions. Those are my decisions in my relationships with my children. That's my decision with it financially. That's my my decision with how I take care of my body, right? It, it has to contribute in those ways or what's the point? So that was the natural name for my business is Joy Health Freedom. Those are the values, the standards that I, that I try to live by every single day. So wow. if you do go to my website, um, you can put in your email and get my booklet on how to use essential oils and bring some of that natural wellness to your life. Um, and then we can talk because then now we can contact each other because you'll have my email and I'll have yours. And you can also uh, find me on Facebook. My page is also called Joy Health Freedom and you can send me a message there as well. Okay, cool. Thank you, Penny, for the time and for the amazing stories and the inspiration because you're on fire. My God. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Instagram. Here, I'm just going to close Instagram first. Thank you for if you're watching the replay and if there is anything that, you know, kind of uh, talk to you or let us know in the comments. And if you're listening to the podcast, I would love to have a review from you because it's a baby podcast just born. And um, the more you're going to put what you think about the podcast or how much it inspired you to move forward, it's going to help us to grow the community on iTunes and Shopify, not Shopify, uh, Spotify and stuff like that. Okay. So thank you so much, Patty. Thank you everybody for watching and let us know. I did that resonate with you.